Welcome to Lineouts by Earful of Dirt, bringing you conversations with rugby newsmakers about the greatest sport on the planet. Welcome to Earful of Dirt Lineouts. I'm Aaron Castro, your host, and I've got Kevon Williams, USA Eagles 7s player. How's it going, Kevon? Everything is good. Everything is going real good. Uh, Wednesday, day off. So everything, everything is good today. So, um, does the minion behind you? Does he go to practice? Uh, no, nah, the minion he kind of just chill at the house. He kind of watched the house when we were gone. I don't even know how that thing got here, but it's been here for about two years, and it ain't going nowhere. We like him. <laughs> <laughs> so you're originally from Houston, right? Uh, yeah, born and raised in Houston. Spent all my life in Houston. Um, yeah. That's, that's where I spent my life. I mean, my parents are from Alabama, so spent a little time there, but predominantly all my life has been in Houston. What's uh, What part? Because uh, I've, I've been around there. It's, uh, it's a pretty big place. Uh, yeah, I'm like from the southwest side of Houston, uh, kind of like by um, – I went to school at Westbury High School, so, yeah, like West Airport area. Gotcha. What sports did you play growing up other than football? Uh, just played football and ran track. Those were like the only two sports I did. I mean, I, I played soccer for maybe like a season when I was five. But other than that, only football and track. So you first got to New Mexico Highlands to play football. How many how many California kids did you run into? Because I know from where I grew up in California, like there's a lot of guys that went to New Mexico Highlands to play. Um, the team in New Mexico Highlands was when I played was probably about 35, 40% California people. So, I mean, they took up a pretty big number on the squad. It was a lot of people from California, all up and down the coast of California from Los Angeles, all the way to the Bay area. And then everyone else from Houston. Uh, no, nah, we had, we had like three people, three or four people my year from Houston, but, uh, we had, we had quite a few people from Texas as well. So Texas was well, uh, represented well. And then, so you transition while you're there to play rugby. Yeah. So, so what, how did you get to that? So, um, what happened was I was like, um, so I was in school and I was in school, uh, going to school for biology. And when my senior season of football kind of happened, um, I, I was going to be I needed five years to graduate because I wasn't on track, I guess. And um, after I got done playing football, I just kind of wanted to take a break. I had because um, I had my wife and I have two kids. So I kind of just needed to take a break and make sure everything was secure with them. And during that time, I ended up changing my major, which was going to end up taking me a little bit more time to graduate. And I wasn't actually sure if I wanted to finish school because I didn't want to do more time in school. And I had a buddy um, um, from Dallas, actually, and he actually played rugby. And he was like, look, you know, we got this rugby team at school, you know, but you got to be a student to play. And so I joined the team, which in the end actually helped me out a lot because it helped me stay in school to kind of get my degree. Um, And that's kind of how I got turned over to rugby. So what was it like playing with Jeremy the Missile? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, 
he the missile you guys see now has come a long way, man. That guy he used to be pretty crazy, a little hothead. And you know, we've got we got him to tone down a little bit and just understand and being able to respect the game and respect the players. You know, football, we're not we're we're not really raised with that mentality. We just, you know, we just want to go out there and kill the other people and kill the other team. And so it kind of took him a little while to kind of get on track. But I mean, once he got it, he just started flying with it. So you guys won the Enscro championships in sevens in fifth 2015, 2016. Right. Did that did that drive from like a, a close uh 2014 seven season? Yeah, it definitely did. I mean to be honest, um, our coach at the time, Dick Green, who's like, you know, big time, like 70s, 70s, 80s rugby player, like, you know, the hardcore stuff, um, didn't really know too much about sevens. And he just basically paid for the fee to get us in a qualifying tournament and just sent us to Nebraska. And he was like, look, I think you got to be really good at this. Go play. And we went up to the tournament and just ended up winning in overtime. and doing pretty well and started to learn more about the game. And, you know, we went to nationals and lost to a really good new England uh, team. Um, and then that, that loss kind of helped us turn over the leaf and say, look, we're going to be good at this. Cause I think this is something that we can really be great at. So how did you, so you guys coached yourselves? How did, how did that work? Um, uh, that was, that was hard. I mean, um, you know, a lot of credit goes to uh, Dick Green for kind of like just putting us out there. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was on the players. I mean, a lot of it was on me. Um, but, like, as a team, you know, we just kind of just watched a lot of film. At the, at a time, we didn't have a coach, so I had to go get certified as a coach. Um, and we just kind of watched film and got better together. And, you know, we had some help from the – Denver team and some of the Denver coaches, you know, helping us with a few little clinics to get better. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we, we got better. So your last club experience was with the Denver Barbarians. Do you right. plan on do you plan on heading back there at any time? Um as far as rugby clubs go, uh Dem- the Denver Barbarians are definitely my home. Um they kind of are the ones who kind of put me out there, showed me the uh, if there's more in rugby than just in New Mexico. They showed me everything, uh, like, you know, Tyson Meek, um, Howard Kent, uh, Steve Laporta, Jason Kelly. Like, those are all, like, the coaches in the scouting squad for those guys. And, like, to this day, I'm still in close contact with most of them. Um, so if I ever, like, I probably, unless I'm made by the USA coaching staff, I would probably never play with another club unless it's the Denver Barbarians. So are you a sevens man through and through? Are you, are you trying to break into the Eagles 15s and, you know, sign with an MLR team that may be in San Diego? Um, MLR is, um, I think, I think right now I'm, I'm sevens. I mean, I think I eventually I will want to test the waters with 15s. I mean, that's what I started playing and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but right now I kind of got a goal and that's the, uh, 2020 Olympics. And so after that, you know, all options are open. I mean, if I can play an MLR game here or there, um, in the middle of a season, just to kind of stay fit and stuff and the coaches are okay with it, then I'd definitely be down to do it. But 
right now I kind of got to focus on on trying to make that those those Olympic games. So so what is your schedule like uh, during the regular season for the tours? For for the what? Uh, for the for the seven series. Um, so when we're on tour, or when we're kind of back here at base camp. Uh, we'll go at base camp first and then, you know, um, you know, so, I mean, it's pretty hard, you know, we train, like we train three times a day, most days, um, you know, some type of gym session or strength session. And then it's like a skill session and then more of like a conditioning, like a chaos session. And those, and those can get pretty tough, man. You know, they take you to dark places and you realize that, it's a lot of hard work to becoming one of the the best athletes. Um, and, you know, watching these guys train, you either get with the program or you get gone. And so they do a pretty good job of making you get with the program. And it's, it's all good. Now, what does it look like on tour? Um, on tour, it's a lot more chill, laid back. I mean, we definitely don't practice as often. Um, you know, we might have a gym session. And a field session, never, never do we do like three sessions a day. But um, field sessions, when we when we get on the field, we get after it, whether it's contact or if it's a speed day or a day to like to blow out your lungs, we really get after it. But it's normally not for that long because we're already in decent shape. Explain Yaka Yard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um and Yaka separates the men from the boys, man. Um, those things, I, I actually remember my first Yaka when I first came to camp back when, that was like in 2014. Um, and I remember thinking like, if, if this is what I have to do every day, then I don't really know if this is what I want. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things, you just kind of get used to it. And they tell you, you got a Yaka and you just got to put your head down and keep on pumping. I mean, they're some of the hardest conditioning sessions I've ever been through in my life. And I mean, I play football, ran track, and I've been through some hard sessions, but those sessions are just, they just mentally break you sometimes. So let's look at this uh, last season on the seven series. Right. Uh, so it started for you. I would say you, you kind of had a breakout at Silicon Valley sevens. What did uh, you've been a main fixture on tour since then? You know, what did that do for you? Um, I mean, Silicon Valley sevens was like, um, it was a warm up tournament for some of the guys on the team. And for some of the, the rest of the guys, it was kind of like, you know, to kind of put your name out there and show or, or earn a spot on the squad. And, you know, we just, everybody just tried to take the opportunity and run with it. And I feel like I did a, a pretty decent job at, at playing there. I mean, I had my, my fair share of mistakes, but I knew, that that tournament was a tournament to kind of let the coaches know that I'm here to play and I want to play. So looking at your season this year, I mean, uh, was it, uh, you played, I think based on what the thing told me on seven, HSBC seven series.com, you've played fit. I have you as 54 matches. So nine last year and then 45 matches this year. And, this is your sevens series stats for 2017, 2018, 70 points scored on 14 tries, 52 tackles, 27 clean breaks and 77 runs made. Yeah. So where do you think you're at? Like, I think, I mean, I look at that 
that's a you know that's pretty good that's a pretty good start <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's um i mean to be honest like i didn't even i mean i didn't even to be honest i didn't even know i scored 14 tries this year um i didn't even to be, i didn't even look at the stats i didn't know i made that many tackles or that many um line breaks but i mean i guess that's a pretty good year i mean being a, being an athlete you don't really kind of look at the good in in seasons you kind of look at where you went wrong and where you can get better but i mean when you say it like that i mean i guess i had a pretty good season but i i'm always thinking about the next job and where we can get better at and next the next task at hand but yeah i, I think that was i guess i did pretty good for that was my opening season because i mean last year i got to play two tournaments before I got hurt and I tore and I tore my knee up a little bit. And so this year was just a year to kind of just kind of get back in the rhythm of things. So how has the season gone for you guys? Cause I mean, Dubai didn't really do well, but you come back and you, you go wire to wire in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> how is, I mean, injuries, uh, you know, Danny, uh, Tom, Steven, Madison, how did you guys sort of, you know, keep it real and simple to do that at home with a, a what, what was a banged up squad? I mean, I just think that we have, our squad has some pretty decent depth in our squad and not only depth, a lot of the players in the squad are very versatile. So like um, everybody's learning to not only play one position anymore, everybody's being more flexible, you know, Maka plays winger through the pack. You know, I play nine to wing. Um, um, Perry's even learning how to play center. So, you know, people are just eager to learn more than just their own position. So like when somebody goes down, it's not that hard for the coaches to say, um, well, this person just needs to go there because we've practiced it and we just kind of know. And I mean, we back each other and we know that when we're playing well, we can be one of the best teams in the country. And just playing in Vegas behind our home crowd, cheering us on. I mean, that's pretty almost all the motivation that we need to you know, push forward. And I mean, we end up with a great result at home. You know, what, what's been the key to like your success as this being – really a rookie year um the key to this, my success is this year um i'm always going to say that you know like my my wife and kids kind of have my back 100 they just push me to keep going forward um the other thing i it was the the training staff so like our strength coach and our trainer you know just keeping me healthy like i mean being an being an athlete the worst thing that can come to you is injury and just like the things that they have us going through to keep us healthy or monitoring our bodies when our bodies are breaking down to, to pull us out of certain things and say, look, you know, this isn't worth it because you need to play. You need to be ready to go for next week. I think those are the little things to kind of help help me stay healthy for the season, because in my mindset, when coach is saying it's time to compete and we got to and we got to go like I'm just ready to compete because I want to win at practice. And those guys are just like snatching us out of practice. Like, look, you've hit this amount of meters. You can't run anymore. Like, and at the end of the day, it actually saves our bodies. What's been your most memorable moment of the season? Most memorable moment of the, 
of the season, I would have to probably say Vegas, you know, um, being able to play in that final and play, play decently well in the final, you know, in front of my, the home crowd. I mean, my mom and dad came to that game. Um, we had never been to a, like a rugby tournament before. Um, so that was a really great tournament for me. And I probably will never forget that one. Also, I actually, you know, that one might be, that one might be second. Cause I actually, the Vancouver tournament was special for me too. Um, cause, um, my wife and kids drove up to Vancouver, Canada for that tournament too. And that was actually the first time my kids got to see me play in person too. They saw me on TV before, but they never got to see me in person. And, um, that one was pretty good too. So I don't know. It's a toss up between those two. Gotcha. I mean, that's always great. Your, your kids getting to see you play. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're, uh, you know, when you're gone so much and the yeah. places, the places you play at, the games are on at like 2 AM or something like that. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to in SF? Um, I'm looking forward to, to, Making a uh, making a run for it, like a legit run for winning the tournament, winning the World Cup. Um, the way we've been training, I mean, going out early would just it just be too disappointing. Um, but the way we prepared, I mean, I'm looking forward to going into a tournament competing to win. That's that's ultimately what I'm looking forward to. I mean, I've been to San Francisco. San Francisco's nice. I like the Bay Area. Uh, not a big fan of the Warriors or anything, but <laughs> um, yeah, we're going, we're going, we're going to try to win it. That's our goal. So, how do you look at the format? The format is a little different from what we're used to. You know, single elimination. You know, you lose, you go home, and so that's just kind of motivating us for what we've been known to be like a slow starting team in tournaments um to be on our game from the second the whistle blows and Mike Friday has been holding us really high to that throughout all of camp and even before about not starting slow and you know at practice bringing it up all the time so I mean if we can we can start decently fast and you know we got the the crowd behind us I'm pretty sure we can we can make a run for it so how would you describe Mike Friday? Uh, Mike Friday, you know, he's super, he's really aggressive. You know, he's really direct and to the point. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I've learned that it just comes out of, because he just really cares. I, I think when I first got here, I just kind of thought, I felt like he used to come at me a lot. Um I think I kind of took it personal a little bit, but um, I, but the more I got to know him and the more he came around, it's just that his true passion for the game and wanting to win. And I have that in me as well. And he's only pushing everybody to get him be- get better. So when he's screaming and yelling, it's not because he hates anybody. It's because he just wants people to get it right because he knows how great the team could be. He's an all right guy sometimes too, you know, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so that's the business end so let's get let's get into some fun um, all right so how many got first moldeds mm. or studs 
Ooh, my whole life I've been molded until I started playing on the circuit and got into some deeper grounds. And I've actually been playing in studs lately, but for the World Cup, we'll see. I might got a, a new pair of boots coming in that are going to be molded, but I also got my studs. I don't know how that's, that field is going to be, but for predominantly most of this season, it's been it's been molded. So how many – what's the breakdown on the team of uh, who's who's wearing soccer cleats all the time? Um, I think, I think majority of the team, actually, I mean, it, I, I'd probably say half and half, actually, no, 12 people on the team. So like seven people are wearing soccer cleats. The other five are probably wearing like Mizunos. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe eight, eight to four Mizunos and then Nike Adidas mix of soccer cleats. Are you a Mizuno guy? Nah, Mizuno's aren't good to my feet. I got some. I got flat feet, and they're not good to them. I kind of gotta wear uh, Nikes or Adidas because they help hold my uh, my arch up a little bit better. But yeah, I wish I I wish I was. I actually like the Mizuno pairs that I I had. I got like I had three pair, and I like them a lot, but they just weren't good to my feet. They seem, for, from what I can tell, they seem hard to get. So Mizuno's, yeah, we got um. We got a guy on our team who kind of makes it happen for us. Mizuno uh, happen for us. Uh, so, uh, that's always, it's always good to have a guy. Yeah. <laughs> we got I mean, We have a guy. Um, so what do you enjoy most about San Diego versus Houston? Ooh, the year round weather. Um, the year round weather here is, is pretty good. I mean, the winter, it doesn't really get that cold. Summers, it gets pretty hot, but I don't mind because I, I like the heat. Uh, Houston, we, we can get some pretty cold winters sometimes, and I'm just not a big fan of the cold. But that'll probably be the thing that stands out the most about San Diego is the weather. So the food's better in Houston? Yeah, food's better in Houston for sure. <laughs> so what what is your favorite thing to eat? In San Diego? Well, let's go both. In San Diego, hands down, the carne asada fries. Where, where at? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's a place like five minutes from my house called like Los Panchos. And that place makes some killer carne asada fries. They're, they're so great. Um, Houston, best place in Houston, my mom's kitchen. It don't matter what she making, it's gonna be good. And that's, I mean, I go, I mean, I like Whataburger too as well when I'm in Houston. Uh, but yeah, it's whatever. Then Mom's Kitchen is is coming out hot. It's coming out hot. So, what's a tour story that you're able to share that is, I guess, PG rated? Tour story. Ah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have. I don't know if I have any. PG-rated tour stories. Um, well, we can't go to R. We definitely we're not doing that because <laughs> I'll be in trouble with the team if I did that. <laughs> but um, no, I mean we're pretty laid back when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean they got us a team Xbox, so I mean besides on our day off when we're going out exploring the cities, I mean we get some we get some pretty uh, nice FIFA tournaments going in. Um, 
and those are always pretty good. But yeah, I don't got any any G-rated stories for you. Sorry. We're gonna have to have some more, uh, you know, PG thirteen below events. <laughs> well, uh, Kevon, thank you for your time, uh, and I'll look forward to seeing you guys just get after it next week up in San Francisco. I'll be yeah. there. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. go, go Eagles, right? So, uh, I'm Aaron Castro for Earful of Dirt Lineouts, and that's USA Sevens Eagle Kevon Williams. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. This has been Lineouts by Earful of Dirt. Connect with Earful of Dirt online. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Earful of Dirt. You can email us at earfulofdirt at gmail.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 720-600-2679. For Aaron, Dan, and Victor, I'm Corey. Thanks for listening.